Hi guys, and welcome to a very special episode of Horror Nights in Podcast with me, your host, Crystal. I also have my wonderful co-host, the one and only Roxy the Kitty, who adds in her comments here and there depending on the topic. So on this podcast, we talk about my life, my favorite horror movie of the week that you guys pick, also mental health pertaining to horror, and anything else horror, so thank you for being here. I upload a new podcast every other Monday, and I also challenge all of you listening to leave me an iTunes review. It not only makes my days better, it helps other horror fans find me. You can also find me on the socials, on Twitter at HorrorDaddiesRUs, Instagram at Horror Nights and Podcast, and Tumblr on Horror Nights and Podcast. I also have a slasher and a TikTok at Horror Nights In, so be sure to follow me on there for all the latest Horror Nights and news. Just a quick disclaimer, I am not a licensed therapist. I simply wish to take the stigma out of mental health. I am always here to listen and also share my own stories. Remember, you are never alone if you struggle with your mental health. And if things get too dark, there is help. The National Suicide Prevention Lifeline can be easily reached at 1-800-273-8255. It is available 24-7 and is free and provides confidential support for anyone in distress. Welcome to Horror Nights In Podcast. Scary movies? Uh Uh-huh. What's your favorite scary movie? Here's Johnny! You're gonna need a bigger boat. So if you follow me on Twitter, you know that I reached out and asked if anyone, whether a podcast, YouTuber, or horror fan, wanted to guest on Horror Nights In, and I got a ton of people who wanted to do it. So for the next month or so, I will be basically handing the show over to you guys, because like I've said many, many times in the past, this show is yours as much as it is mine. So to kick things off, I have my friend Nick, who sent me a really interesting topic to discuss. But before we get into that, I kind of want to interview Nick a little bit, get to know him, you guys get to know him, um, and also, of course, why he loves horror so much. And um, obviously, you guys can tell from the title that we are going to be talking about Halloween. And I'm super excited about this. You guys know I've had a ton of shows that are... I've done a few episodes and a couple YouTube videos um, that pertain to the Halloween series. Um, but I have to say, Nick, you are like an expert on Halloween, which I think is really cool. So I'm super excited. So Nick, say hello. Nick is a YouTuber. Obviously I will all have all of his things plugged. He's going to plug himself at the end and all of his stuff's going to be in the show details. So hi, Nick. Hey, Crystal. How are you? Oh, doing as good as I can, you know, with everything that's been going on. Uh, So before we get into the questions, how are you doing with the stay-at-home movement, I guess I should say? Because you're from, uh, you're in Milwaukee, right? Correct. I'm in Milwaukee. Um, I am doing probably the same as everyone else is doing. I'm surviving. Uh, It's tough, kind of a little bit scary at times, Um, and uh, kind of going... uh, going a little bit crazy being stuck at home, uh, as I'm sure most people are, but, um, getting through it, um, and stuff like this is always fun to do even when you can leave the house. And now that we can't leave the house, uh, uh, makes it even more important, I think. Yeah. Thank God for horror, right? I mean, I don't know what I would do without being able to watch 
scary movies. I mean, I think I'd like to call myself an introvert. Um, so this is not super horrible, but at the same time, it is very scary right now. So I am happy that we are able to have these platforms. And I just want to say thank you, Nick, for continuing to create content and able to um, distract people from the things that are going on, because I think it's really important that, of course, stay up to date on the news. But also, we all need to have a little bit of that distraction so we can you know, keep our minds not always on the panic. So thank you for continuing to create content. Um, I really, I, I appreciate it. I'm sure your subscribers on YouTube appreciate it too. So. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's uh, like you said, it's kind of a, kind of an outlet for, for people. It's an, it's an outlet for us too. Um, you know, just to be able to sit down and, uh, uh, talk about stuff like this you know it's a time that we're not thinking about what's going on in the world uh, which is kind of important for everyone at, at times like this yeah so if anyone is listening um, and you have wanted to create something whether it be a YouTube channel or a podcast or whatever it is that you maybe want to share with the world um, I think now is a really good time to do that because um, like I said, we all need a little bit of a distraction from the things that are going on. Um, so yeah, if you've ever wanted to start a podcast, whether it be about horror films or something completely different, um, cause I know the listeners out there have a big spectrum of them. Um, so if you, whatever video games, whatever it is, um, I encourage you to start it now, teach yourself how to do it. Um, because everyone I'm sure would appreciate it. So with that being said, let's get into the first question that I have for Nick. Um, what is it about horror that makes you love it so much? That is a good question. (laughs) Um, well, um, it's hard to say specifically. Um, I remember being, God, five years old and seeing, uh, the original Halloween for the first time. And, you know, um, it, I was lost in the movie, um, and I, you know, I'm not scared of that movie anymore. But I, I was scared, and for some reason, um, I got done with the movie, and I was scared, and you know, I didn't want to watch it again. And I, but I just found myself drawn to that feeling of being scared and kind of living vicariously through these characters that uh, some are going through uh, horrible experiences. Uh, not really sure what that says about me, but uh, <laughs> but but it, you know, it's just kind of escapism and um you know seeing um seeing what they go through seeing how you know you know for instance a final girl will uh you know will battle back and just being i think you can kind of learn a lot um you can learn a lot through all kinds of movies but for some reason horror movies um i feel like even if you don't realize it you're, you're kind of learning about life and different situations and i just think uh um it's kind of a nice escape to have Oh yeah, for sure. And what was the what was the horror film you watched? I'm sorry, I missed that. Uh, okay, uh, the original Halloween. Oh okay. Oh okay. Awesome. Obviously. <laughs> okay. Awesome. Yeah. So if you guys don't know, Nick does have a YouTube channel that he does talk about other things, other films. Like I think you did um you did Nightmare on Elm Street. You did um it, but it's mostly dedicated to um Halloween Michael Myers so with that being said um what made you start your YouTube channel so what made me start the channel was actually um just needing an outlet to talk about things like this you know uh I'm a lucky guy I have so many friends 
Um, but none of them are into horror movies and Halloween and stuff like I am. So it's just kind of needing an outlet to, uh, to express my feelings. Um, I kind of saw other people doing it. When I started, uh, and I'm still rather new, but when I started, you know, I had zero equipment, I had zero experience or anything, um, but I, I just tried it out um, and I found kind of a release to uh, talk about it. I felt better after, you know, just putting myself out there and talking about it. Um, so just kind of, just kind of an outlet to, uh, to talk to people about it. And uh, it's been great. met so many, uh, so many great people. Um, you know, with opinions, a lot of them are different than mine, but um, it doesn't matter because, you know, we're all kind of, uh, we're all fans and we all just kind of want to talk about it. So just kind of having that outlet was important to me. Mm -hmm. No, I totally agree. I, as you, am very lucky that I have a pretty uh, big French group, but, you know, they, they don't appreciate horror the way that I do. So I totally get what you're saying about wanting to connect with more people all over the world that love horror as much as you and I do, which I think is very important. Um, because you know, it's good to connect with more people. Um, so my next question is, um, you know, your YouTube is mostly dedicated to pretty much the King character of horror Michael Myers in my opinion so what is it about Michael Myers that you love so much like what is it about Halloween or the film I know that now we know that it was the first one that you watch but what is it that makes you love it so much um well a couple things the Halloween season the atmosphere in the films um and well maybe not all of the sequels but but just having that atmosphere of Halloween season and fall um you know spooky season everyone calls it it seems like nowadays but uh, but just that atmosphere um you know it just kind of draws me in I love that time of year um and then just as far as uh, Michael Myers in general you know just I just think it's scary the absence of uh, the absence of motive and character he has. Um, you know, um, just it's always just kind of drawn me, drawn me to him. You know, there's so many, uh, so many characters, uh, horror characters that are fantastic. Um, you know, we could, you know, sit here and name them all day, but uh, Michael's just kind of uh, he's always just drawn me into him. I always just kind of want to know more about him, why he does what he does. And it, it's just fascinating to me. Mm -hmm. No, I absolutely agree with you. Halloween is definitely um, my top three for my favorite horror film. So going off of that, what is your favorite horror film? <laughs> my favorite horror film uh, is the first one I saw, uh, Halloween 1978. Um, actually, was lucky enough to see it on the big screen last October. Um, and I, I know it's old. I know, you know, a lot of the uh, younger generation uh, might not appreciate it. Uh, but for its time, uh, you know, it was scary. Um, it might not be scary to people right now. Um, but even if it's not scary, you know, just it does so many things well um, that I just appreciate, appreciate it so much. Um, so it's a movie that I've watched. God, I can't even tell you how many times I've watched it. Um, but every time I watch it, you know, I, I get some kind of joy out of it. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, I think that you were the first person that I've interviewed that is able to tell me one film right away. Cause a lot of people are like, Oh man, that's like picking my favorite child. But I mean, <laughs> if you have a film that resonates with you like that, for me, I think it flip flops. So 
for years it was House of Thousand Corpses, and then it switched to Scream, and then it switched to Halloween. So, but Halloween 1978 is the first, is definitely always in my top three for sure. Um, awesome. So, as you know, this podcast is for horror, but for also people who deal with their mental health, and I like to bring awareness to it, kind of take out the stigma. Um, so do you think that horror is good for people's mental health? Do you think that it helps? Do you think that it's negative? What are your thoughts on that? I think, I think it's good. I'm just kind of piggybacking off of something I said earlier. Um, you know, just that escapism, um, you know, you can sit down in front of uh, your TV or however you watch movies nowadays and you, you, you can just escape for an hour and a half and not think about, um, you know, any anxieties you might have about what's going on tomorrow or what's going on uh, with the toilet paper situation mm-hmm. right now or, or anything like that. You know, just, just having that escapism, um, I think, is really important for people, uh, no matter what you're going through. Um, so I think it can uh, definitely be a big benefit to people. Yeah, I've also read articles, and I think I've talked about it on a couple of episodes, how people who have anxiety when they watch a horror film, it helps them sort of see how they would react in that situation, and it sort of puts them at ease a little bit. Because if you think about it, watching a horror film makes your heart rate you know, go faster, your heart beat faster. But at the same time, you think of, well, what would I do in that situation? This is what I would do. So it's good for that. And exactly what you said, completely agree. You're able to just, because for me, and I've said this in the past too, um, that when I watch horror films, they're the only films that I watch that I am just like zeroed in on the whole time. I'm not distracted by anything. Um, my brain is sort of taking a break and cause, um, I've struggled with a lot of anxiety in the past and I feel like when I watch a horror film, it's the only time that I really feel like I don't have to like grab my phone or I have to like think about something else because I'm there with the characters. And I think that says a lot. Yes, action films do that too, but there's sort of like lulls here and there. But I really feel like a horror film, you're like in there with the characters and it just, like I said, it's the only type of genre that I've watched in all the years that I've watched films that I've been able to just be able to, to sit there and watch the film and not think about anything else, not be distracted by anything else, which I think why horror is so good for people that may be anxious or feel like they, they're distracted by a lot of things. So awesome. Great answer. <laughs> um... So thank you for those answers. Um, Like I said, I'm going to ask you to plug your socials and your YouTube at the end of the podcast. And I'll have all the information in the show notes as well to make sure you guys go check him out. Um, So as I said, the topic of this episode we will be talking about is the horror icon himself, Michael Myers, and the Halloween uh, movies as a whole. So I'm super excited for this because you guys know that I love the Halloween films. I also love Michael Myers. Um, So Nick actually sent me five really interesting questions that we're going to discuss and possibly debate. Um, So he came up with these questions. I'm not going to take any credit for this. Like I said, this show is as much as it is everybody else's as it is mine. Um, I opened up this whole 
theme so that everybody could, you know, if, if somebody maybe wanted to dabble into podcasting, they could sort of get their feet wet a little bit, see if they like it. Um, so I cannot take credit for any of these questions. These are all his. He came up with all of them. I'm just going to answer them and then we're going to talk about them. So Nick, I'm going to let you choose who goes first. I'll ask the questions, but then you tell me if I should go first or you should go first <laughs> and you can change sure. it. Um, so the first question that Nick sent me was, is Michael Myers supernatural in the original film? So do you want to go first? Or do you want me to go first? <laughs> Uh, we'll let you go first. Okay. So, if we're talking about the original, obviously, the 1978 film. Um, he's, Michael Myers is pretty much an unstoppable killing machine who survives stabbings, shootings, thrown off a roof, all the above. Um, what I want to say is I really think there's magic in his mask. Um, when he puts on the mask, I feel like he's just transformed into this can't-be-stopped-by-any-force-on-this-earth. But if we're just talking about the original, I'm going to say he is not supernatural because in that universe where just that film exists, we don't know if there's any sequels or any witch powers or anything going on. We just see him as this character who has gone back to his hometown to, to seek revenge and, you know, not even seek revenge, to just be a killing machine um, with no motive apparently. So... If we forget about all the other sequels and all the other remakes and everything that's happened thus far, if we're just talking about the original movie, I'm going to say he is not supernatural. So what do you think? <laughs> so the reason, the reason why I like this question is there is no wrong answer to this question um, because uh, so my thoughts on this are yes and no. So I think he is a man but has maybe a supernatural edge to him. Um, and what I kind of mean by that is, um, you know, it's not like he is in the sequels where, you know, he's getting shot a million times and, uh, you know, getting up. Um, but um, there are little moments in that movie where it makes you question what you're seeing. Um, so, for instance, when he's by the laundry sheets and uh, Lori's looking out her window, mm. you know, she's looking if the camera does not cut away and all of a sudden he's gone. So it kind of just makes you question that. Um, when you combine that with, you know, Dr. Loomis's speech about him being evil and, you know, he's got the blackest eyes, the devil's eyes, that whole monologue, you know, it just kind of makes you as an audience member question, you know, what am I seeing here? What are they dealing with? Um, so that's a long way of saying, uh, I don't know. Um, but, I like the fact that we uh, that we question that, um, but I, I totally agree with what you're saying about the mask. You know, mm -hmm. um, he, he puts on a mask, um, that specific mask, and it's like he's he's different. He's a, he's kind of changed, and he knows that you know he is unstoppable. Yeah, and I and I was I read the question a couple times because if you think about when the 2018 Halloween came out, um, when the two poor podcasters went to the asylum and as soon as he saw that mask he like switched it was like it was like all of a sudden he was triggered by this mask and like the mask was like calling like I mean th the scene was just amazing that they did I literally get chills just thinking about it because I was very fortunate that you know I'm sure you you saw it in theaters too the 2018 one yes. um when they just like slow that down and they just like bring him on and he finds his mask. I think it was in the trunk. Um, and he puts it on. It was just like, it was like, 
monumental because I really do feel like the mask has and not that I think it just like awakens maybe some of the some of that supernatural power that he may have um I mean we've seen this done many times in other horror films the first one that's coming to my mind right now is actually Goosebumps um I remember I read I read the the Goosebumps one where she puts on the mask and she's a completely different person um, and I think you could say that for a lot of people. I mean, anytime that you don't feel like yourself, you feel like you could do things that maybe are not supernatural. Um, you feel like a completely different person. You feel like you could say and do things that you wouldn't normally do. Now, I'm not saying that this is a reason why Michael Myers went on a killing spree or anything, but I'm just saying, like, I really feel like there is there's magic behind that mask or there's some supernatural force um, that when Michael Myers puts on the mask, it's it just makes him even more subjective to just this killing machine not that not that he wouldn't kill people if he didn't have the mask on but I'm thinking correct me if I'm wrong Nick in the the Halloween series or the Halloween films with Rob Zombie even when he was in the insane asylum he still made masks that he put on um correct yeah, yeah and, uh, it was like kind of look, look like an orange paper mache yeah mask i believe that tyler main was wearing um mm. kind of when he escaped yeah even even when he was a he was a, a child too in the rob zombie films i love rob zombie he's can do no wrong in my eyes so i apologize if i bring him up <laughs> um so okay. even even when the young actor who played michael myers as a child when he, as soon as he put that clown mask on it was like immediate so it's definitely something with the mask that i think triggers that just cold bloodthirsty you know maniac that just you know can flip a switch um, okay, awesome. That was cool. Um, so the second question you asked me is, um, why the series hasn't been the same since we obviously lost the original actor who played Dr. Loomis. Um, so do you want me to go first or would you like to go first? Uh, I'll go first on this one. Okay. Um, so for me, there's a couple things. Um, we as an audience were kind of living through Dr. Loomis. Um, you know, we saw certain things that Michael... Uh, was able to do we saw him kind of stalking his victims but Loomis is the one that kind of told us at least in the original movie how dangerous Michael was you know he saw the evil inside him before anyone else um, so he kind of turned into uh, Ahab chasing Moby Dick uh, so to speak you know he was always uh, you know he's always after Michael we were kind of following Loomis you know he had these great speeches and every single sequel that Loomis was in he had these great speeches um, you know, it got to, you know, the fourth and fifth sequels and Loomis at this point started losing his mind a little bit, you know, and, uh, instead of, you know, giving a calm speech, you know, he's shouting at the top of his lungs, you know, you know, you guys need to listen to me, uh, blah, blah, blah. So it was just kind of uh, a way for the audience to, um, to know that what they're seeing with Michael is real and that Loomis, uh, you know, it's just someone for us to follow. And I really think that, um, they should have had in 2018 uh lori uh, you know kind of take over for loomis a little more instead of being so much the victim you know she should have uh been someone that was you know she was kind of warning people um but she ended up uh kind of uh battling michael and it would have been cool if she picked up the mantle
dismantle a little bit more. So maybe maybe in the sequels that that's kind of the way it'll be. Uh, but I think we really need as an audience someone to follow to tell us how dangerous he is. You know, so that what we're seeing, you know, with our eyes is kind of uh, proven correct. Oh wow! I never even really thought about it that way. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. Well, she was warning them. I feel, but maybe they just maybe because it's like. She wasn't a doctor, so maybe somebody... And there was... Wasn't there... There was a doctor in the new one, but he was... He... He was not Dr. Loomis. See, Dr. Loomis wanted to protect people from Michael Myers. The doctor... I start Sartain... I can't remember what his name is. Off the Sartain, top. you're right. Sartain. He wanted to release Michael to see how he was in his own... In, like, a little playground. So, I don't think... Do you think... I, me, personally, I don't think Dr. Loomis would have done that. So... <laughs> Absolutely, absolutely not. Yeah. No, yeah. It was kind of, it was kind of used as a plot device to get Michael over to Lori's house, you know. Yeah, I see. I didn't really like that because then it kind of just like it made it seem like it's like because when people think of a doctor in Halloween, they think of Doctor Loomis. So if they're not super educated on it and they're kind of just gonna go see it, then they're then they're gonna be like, oh, that dude's playing that other doctor from the old ones, right? But the the but the actions of the 2018 doctor would not go anywhere near what Dr. Loomis would do. Dr. Loomis would be like, no, he needs to stay in the mental institution because he's going to kill everybody. So I, I did have a problem with that. Cause I was just like, that's not what Dr. Loomis would have done. So that's definitely one part of the film that I was not a fan of, because like I said, if someone is not educated on the story of Halloween and Michael Myers, then they're just going to assume that this new doctor in 2018 is supposed to be like this doctor that was in the old ones. They might not even really remember his name or anything. So, eh, I guess that's not really, exactly. I didn't really like that now that I'm actually thinking about it. Like, cause Dr. Loomis, he wanted to warn everybody about him. Like he, Dr. Loomis knew that Michael Myers was this, even as the, as a child, cause if, correct me if I'm wrong, I'm pretty sure that Dr. Loomis was his psychiatrist when he was a child and, and and as he as Michael Myers got older, um, he Dr. Loomis knew that he was just gonna be absolutely insane. That he was a psychopath. That yes, he was devil spawn or whatever you want to call it. Um, so yeah, I, I yeah, I didn't even really think about that until now. That's not the best way to to do that. Yeah, thank God they didn't give him the same name though. Like that would have. I feel like all the Halloween fans would have like would have been like revolted and like the <laughs> picketed against yeah, I would have wanted to walk out of the theater. Yeah, exactly because to do a spin like that. So, um I think that um the character, you know, the actor, he just added so much to the films because he was the only one that really wanted to, he also wanted to help Michael too. Even though he knew how crazy Michael Myers was, he still wanted to to help him even though he knew Michael was pure evil. So I really feel like when you think of Michael Myers, you obviously think of Laurie, but you also think of Dr. Lewis. Um, so I think that um, Malcolm McDowell did a good job to capture the eccentric character of Dr. Loomis, but he wasn't the original Dr. Loomis. Um, so when I watch any, oh, yeah. yeah, when I watch any Halloween films um, after the curse of Michael Myers, um, it looks like, it's like I'm looking for him. Um, it definitely feels like something is missing. Um... So, and like I said, in the, in the Rob Zombie ones, I think Malcolm McDowell did a good job to, because, yeah, as you said, like, as the films progress, Dr. Loomis is sort of also 
becoming more and more erratic and more and more like insane because he's driving himself insane to understand an insane person. Um, so I think that's, I think that's, um, definitely what I notice. I, at least when I watch, when I watch, um, the, the Halloween's after the curse of Michael Myers, it definitely feels like something is missing for sure. Um, I don't think it'll obviously ever be the same as the original. Um, but the, I think the closest they would have gotten is maybe from the Rob Zombie ones. And he, he did a good job, but it's still, there's, I'm, I'm sure there's problems there too. So, and like I said, I'm definitely not a fan of the doctor that's in Halloween 2018 (laughs) at all. Um, okay. So the next question is which returning character is the most important in the upcoming sequel Halloween kills. So before we get into that, was there that trailer? It was a legit teaser trailer for Halloween kills. I think I saw it on your, I didn't think so. Cause I saw it on your YouTube channel and I was like, how do I not know that there's a teaser trailer for Halloween kills? (laughs) No, it was kind of speculating when it would drop and things like that. If it's going to be pushed back because of COVID-19 and all that stuff. Okay. So do you want me to go first or would you like to go first? Sure. I'll go go first. Okay. Uh, So in Halloween Kills, there are, I think it's five characters from the original movie that are coming back for Halloween Kills. You got uh, Lania Lamb, who's the the, was the kind of the bully, uh, the little child that was a bully. You got uh, Marion Chambers, who was uh, Loomis's nurse, and she was actually in uh, H2O, Michael killed her at the beginning, and she was in Halloween 2. Um, then you got uh, Tommy and Lindsay, um, the two kids, and then you got um, the sheriff, Sheriff Brackett. Uh, so out of those five characters, uh, it's kind of tough for me to choose who's the most important. Um it's tough for me between uh, Tommy Doyle, Sheriff Brackett, and Marion Chambers. Um, you know, Sheriff Brackett, I think it'd be nice to hear a conversation with him and Lori, um, because obviously Michael killed his daughter, Annie, um, yeah. so he's going to be looking for revenge. Yeah. Um, Tommy, obviously, we kind of lived uh, part of Halloween in 1978 through his eyes. You know, he's the one that saw Michael out the window in that iconic scene. Um, but for me, um, it's kind of going to be Marion Chambers. Um, and the reason I say that is because, um, just kind of based off of what we were just talking about, she is going to have some insights into Dr. Loomis. Um, we don't know after Michael was captured, excuse me, we don't know that what happened after that. So she can kind of give us some insight into Loomis, um, and, uh, his relationship with Michael after he was captured. Um, you know, because it's been 40 years and Loomis uh, passed away off screen but between now and then. Um, so she can kind of give us some insight into what Loomis might have uh, thought about uh, the events that happened in 1978. So um, just for pure dialogue, um, I think it's her. But it's really close between um, her, Bracken, and Tommy just because it'll be interesting to see how that night affected Tommy. You know, he was, I don't even know how old he was, maybe eight, nine years old, you know, and he has you know, this mass killer come and try to kill his babysitter. Yeah. Um, so, so, so yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that night affected him. Uh, and it'll be kind of cool to see uh, Lindsay Wallace because, you know, the original actor is uh, in, is it the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills? Or Kyle Richards. Whatever, so she's coming back. Yeah, Kyle so, Richards. So cool. 
I actually was gonna say Kyle Richards because I've watched Real Housewives of Beverly Hills before and she actually does talk about um, her being in Halloween and how it like affected her not in a negative way but in a positive way as a child actress um, so and I actually when I first started watching the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills I didn't know that she was actually the little girl that was in Halloween and I was like oh my god that's her that's amazing um, so but the thing is what are you gonna say? No, yes, she is. So that's the thing that's gonna maybe trip me up a little bit about this returning cast. Because isn't Tommy played by Anthony Michael Hall or something? See, yes. I, I don't know how I'm really gonna be able to. I think I, I I have to say that I think some of the returning cast from the original Halloween may pull me out of Halloween for a little bit because I'm gonna be like, oh my god, that's the bitch from Real Housewives, or oh my god, that's the dude from Sixteen Candles. Like I'm just gonna be, you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I agree. I said that when they cast Tommy Doyle uh, or when they cast um, Anthony Michael Hall because I actually think he's a, he's a good actor. He's a good choice on paper, but I, I, I said it's just going to be distracting. Yeah, exactly. And Kyle Richards is not a bitch. I was just using that word. I actually really like her yeah. character. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think that's – I think I'm going to – when you know, when everybody goes to see it, I really feel like it's going to pull me out of the film for a little bit, and I'm going to be like, am I watching The Royal Housewives here, or am I watching, am I watching this? Um, so, you know what would have been really funny and probably would have just made it a little bit too much for me is if they actually had, like, Paul Rudd come back. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> like he's just they made. Him. Oh yeah. So he's just been. I think he's way too comical now. I mean, I'm. I. I have faith in the uh, directors and the filmmakers that they will do it justice the way that you know it should be done. But it's still gonna be in the back of your head. You're gonna be like, wait, I know that face, and I really yeah. think that it's it's. Um, so I actually said Tommy too. I think Tommy um, is gonna be really interesting to see because he was there that night. Um, and he, he may be able, I, maybe he'll have like a short little, I'm, I'm hoping that they give these returning characters like the nurse and the kids enough screen time to where that it adds to the story and we see the original film in kind of a different perspective, if that makes sense. Like if they say like, oh, I remember I was about to go get a snack when I looked out the window and I, you know what I mean? Like just something to where you can go back and watch it. You have like a new perspective on it. That would be really cool to see if they could do something like that. Or even with, um, you know, Kyle Richards character too, to just be like, Oh, um, I don't know. I'm just thinking off the top of my head here. Like, Oh, I remember when my babysitter told me about Michael Myers or something and, or told me about the boogeyman and this is how I thought and this is what you know this is this is you know I couldn't believe that I would actually see him or they could just make him you know batshit crazy and you know I don't know <laughs> they could go yeah, many yeah, ways it'll be, it'll be interesting uh with uh Kyle Richards character too Lindsay uh you remember uh in uh Halloween the original Halloween um before she went over to Tommy's house she was watching horror movies she was watching like the thing from another world mm. and stuff like that so she was you know even as a child she was into all these horror movies and then she had you know a horrific event happen to her so it could be could be something to play off of who knows yeah so has there been any details on who they're I mean obviously they're going to be playing who they were in the original but does it say like is Kyle Richards like a stay-at-home mom now or is she like she like the Gail Weathers sort of like writing a book on what she saw like what is Tommy like have they said anything any details 
nothing. Wow. Uh, the only, that's kind of what concerns me a little bit. Uh, you know, this movie is, from from what we know, it's taking place on the same night. So we have to be introduced to all these characters um, really quickly. And oh, it, might, it might be kind of okay. might be kind of busy, you know, to try to get their backstories, you know, in the heat of, you know, battle kind of on that night. Um, so like you said, it'd be cool to find out you know, what they've been up to and how it's affected them. But are we going to have time to do that? So it's supposed to be the same night. So the last scene, if I remember correctly, is the camera kind of panning into the basement where Michael Myers is trapped. And then it ends. If I did, correct me if I'm wrong, because I can't remember off the top of my head, but isn't that sort of where it ends? Yeah, it ends there. And then they show the three strode women being picked up by some, in some truck and Allison grabbing, holding onto the kitchen knife or whatever. And then, yeah. And then it pans to Michael being stuck in the burning house. So watch the, watch Tommy be the car that be the driver of the car that picks him up. That, and then like, ca- and then what's her name is in like the back seat. Like, Hey guys, what's up? Or maybe they got married. Yeah. <laughs> maybe they got married. I don't know. Maybe that could be a little yeah. thing. Oh, interesting. I didn't even think about any of that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's... I Hopefully they don't rush it because they feel like... Oh, I didn't realize it was all the same night. Oh, I don't know how I feel about that. Uh, how do you think you Michael... Know, I, how do you think Michael Myers gets out of the basement? <laughs> do you have any theories? I don't want to know. Um, I know they're going to show it because... They will. The house on fire... Michael escaping a house on fire is going to be entertainment gold, I think. Oh, you know, absolutely. firefighters. Um, I would rather not know just because I think it makes, I think it'd be scarier if, uh, you know, you have a conversation with Lori and whoever and when they're like, Michael escaped and they're like, how do you get out of there? You know, I think that'd be kind of cool. Um, but I, I think that, uh, firefighters will come in and, um, he'll, you know, oh. think he's down there and kill him or some, who knows. Oh, maybe he, yeah, I feel like, I feel like it would be scarier not to know, but the thing is, you know how people are these days, especially people who aren't true horror fans, are going to be like, well, how do you, that's stupid, how did he even get out of the basement, like, how come they didn't show that? <laughs> but exactly. I, exactly. Yeah, but I, so they'll have to cater to everybody, including, you know, the people that just want to know everything and I am that person too like I would want to know why but at the same time I think that it might be scarier to know because honestly I have I have um an idea that see but that would make him like supernatural if he like just like punched out the wall or something and escaped like they can't show Michael Myers finding like a flame retardant blanket in the basement and like hovering in a corner (laughs) They can't, do, you know what I mean? Like, they can't show that. That's going to take away, like, his whole thing. So, I don't know. Maybe, I, I don't know. Yeah. So, you think the fire, you think what will happen is, like, firefighters will come in, like, a, like, will put out the fire, and then all of a sudden, he'll just be, like, there and just, like, kill them all or something? That's what I think. They, they, have, there's, they there's a picture of him holding, um, like, a halogen bar, which I guess is what firefighters use to uh, get into places and stuff like that so people are speculating that he obviously takes it from a firefighter and kills them and you know like i said it'll probably be a uh, an awesome scene even though i don't want to see it um you know i'll still be excited watching it but, yeah um, uh but who, who knows i'm sure it'll be something uh, something like that it'll yeah it'll be something crazy and dramatic because that's what you know obviously we want to see it too but at the same time yeah. you know we want to i i'm hoping that they give enough screen time to 
you know, the, you know, Tommy, because you really want it, you don't want them to, like, kind of glaze over it. So I'm hoping that they do a good job with that. Um, so I think Tommy is definitely one that I'm excited to see. Um, the same thing you said, just from his perspective, um, just to see how he felt that night, who he is now, and how he's dealt with the trauma of the babysitting murderers. So, all right. So the next question that you have, is Lori Strode better as Michael's sister or just some random person. So who would you like to go first? You can take the reins here. Okay, good, because I... This is something that has pissed me off since I saw Halloween 2018. Sister, 100%, the whole thing. She isn't a random person. I hated that they took it out from the newest Halloween film. Like, her being related to him also gives her this crazy dark edge that, I, that I've always loved about her. Um, it's like, it's like the same for like Sydney Prescott. Like you can't make Sydney Prescott a random person. There would be no story. It all needs to be connected. Laurie Strode is seeking revenge on her brother, which makes it that much better. It makes it more personal. It makes it more of a story. I hated the fact that they did that. I was so mad in the movie theater when, when the three girls are walking and they were like, oh, it's just a rumor. I was so, I, I was just like, you've got to be kidding me. They completely just didn't care about all the Halloweens in between the Halloween, which is, which I understand is what they were going to do. I know that they were just going to completely bypass all the sequels and all the remakes and all those things. But the fact they took away the, the one connection that would make it a legitimate story pissed me off so much. If it was just a random person, like if Laurie Strode was just a random person, then there would be there would be no reason that he would have picked her. Then it would have just been like a random thing, and then it's like a serial killer, which I understand Michael Myers technically is, but the reason that he is doing these things, or at least the most reason that we can come up with, is because... He just wants to kill his whole family and he'll do anything and kill anything to get in the way of of him getting to Lori. And I just, I hate it. And, and you know, there's a scene in Halloween H2O, which is honestly one of my favorite Halloweens, even though I know a lot of people didn't like it. Um, when she, it's kind of a cheesy line, but she's like, it's my brother. And I'm like, yes, like that's so cool because it's like. You have this, you have this story of, of this, like, you just, Michael Myers can't just be, like, this random guy. Like, he has to be, he, there has got to be the backstory of them being related and how, you know, he killed everybody else. But, you know, I just, I was so angry when they did that because I think that's what makes Halloween a, a separate completely separate from all these other horror films that just have this just like crazy killer and just starts killing everybody for no reason just you know because for revenge this is different this is like family and i don't know about you but there's sometimes there's nothing scarier than your own family members <laughs> so that's what i have to say about that i was so so pissed in the theaters when when that happened i was like oh my god Okay, your turn. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> okay, so this is why I love this series because I know where you're coming from, but I disagree. Mm. Um, so for me, uh, well, I, I I disagree, but I I totally get it, and um, I'm trying to prove my point here. No, it's okay. <laughs> um, but um, for me, um, I think if. Halloween 1978 was the only movie in the franchise. I think it works better, her just being random. Um, the problem is, um, 
the problem with 2018 taking it out is the brother-sister relationship is just so ingrained in the pop culture. Like everybody, not even people that are not horror fans, not Halloween fans, if you ask them, if you say Michael Myers and Laurie Strode, you know their brother and sister. If you ask mm-hmm. some random person on the street, you know that. Mm-hmm. So taking it out of 2018 uh, was a mistake, especially because what's the point if he's going after Laurie anyway? What is the point? Mm-hmm. What's the point of getting rid of that uh, relationship right there if it's just going to be the same old, same old thing that we've always gotten? Um, so I think in the original incarnation of the character, it's better that they are not related. Um, but in the grand scheme of things for the franchise, you made them related in Halloween 2. You know, he's going after her daughter in 4 and 5 and 6. Um, and then, uh, like you said, I, I love the line too in H2O, um, you know, my mm-hmm. brother. Mm-hmm. You know, just, it was just kind of epic, especially with her uh, delivery on that. It kind of gave goosebumps. Hell yeah! Uh, Hell yeah! yeah. yeah. That's what I mean. You know, so that was a cool scene. Um, so I think if there was just the original movie, um, better without uh, the sibling angle. Um, but it's so ingrained in the pop culture. It's Michael versus Laurie anyway in these sequels. So may as well just keep it in there. Yeah, I was even a couple of my friends went to go see Halloween 2018 with me and they like looked over at me and they were like, wait, aren't they related? And I was like, yes, they're related. I was so mad. I was so mad because like, I just know, I don't know. I just love the element of them being connected in that way because like I said, it gives Lori this dark edge to her, which is why she can do the things that she does without any kind of, um you know, anything in between because she also may or may not have that darkness inside of her too. Um, so I just, I was not a fan of that, but yes, if you just took the original and if you just took, you know, nothing in between, which is what I understand they were going for because in Halloween 1978, it is never said whether they're related or not. It was only in the second one that we find out that they're actually related. So, yes, they were staying true to the original. Um, but I just, I don't know. I Or they were just staying, you know, they weren't remaking it. They were making it a sequel just from the original. I understand that. But I just, and I think you're right. I think you're right. I think it's just been so ingrained in my mind for so many years that I'm when they took that away, I was just like, I'm not cool with that. I loved the film. I really, really did. I think that the the Michael Myers that they created is just magnificent. Um, you know, considering that over the years between all the other sequels and the you know all that, the they sort of messed up the way that his mask looked. And and I actually did a YouTube video on all of the different masks that they had and all the different films. I watched, I watched your video last yeah. night actually before I went to bed. Uh, yeah, I was. Uh, cracking off a little bit. Yeah, so like, and I really feel like they just didn't do him justice in a couple of those. And I'm I'm very glad that in this new one, it's his mask is right on point. Um, but I forgot what I was gonna say. Um, but yeah, I just I'm just not a fan of the fact that they took that connection away because that's just. I just think it sets it apart from all these other horror films. Like I can't think, at least not off the top of my head. I can't think of another horror film that has that kind of connection. Like, obviously, Jason Voorhees with his mother. He just wanted revenge. Freddy Krueger was just crazy. Killed all the kids. Um, But those other staple horror films, you know, those horror icons, they don't really... Texas Chainsaw Massacre, random. 
Um, you know, there's, but, but Michael Myers and maybe, maybe the reason why I like it is because it makes him a little bit more human to me. Um, and not that horror fans want to look at the, look at the, the horror icons as human, but it makes it more, not, I don't want to say relatable, but it makes it more because you always hear about these stories about, you know, like this is his, you know, he went after his sister, after his brother. Um, I don't know. It's just very close to my heart that they've been brother and sister for many many years and i was not a fan of that <laughs> I, I hear you yeah so um i don't know maybe in this one because it's technically well i guess not it's still the same night maybe maybe tommy tells them that they're actually related then i'll be very happy <laughs> i'll be so happy if the nurse comes in and she's like i have your dna results you're related <laughs> that would be great <laughs> then maybe we'd actually get her reaction to it because that's one thing that bothered me about Halloween 2 when they gave it. You never saw Laurie's reaction to it. Yeah. Um, you You know, we saw a flashback scene of her kind of remembering something but we never saw so I confirmed. Um, that's one thing I did like about H2O was, you know, her admitting that it was her brother. You know, she has the speech when uh, her and um, the boyfriend and her are kind of making out, you know, when yeah. she's kind of telling him the truth <laughs> about who she is. Yeah. Uh, so... Yeah, so I don't know. Maybe we'll see that in Halloween Kills. Maybe they'll find, and then I'll be happy. I will be happy in the movie theater that they like acknowledged it because I'm pretty sure that it, the, when the three girls are walking, it's only they're basically just saying like, "Oh, that was a rumor." Like they're not actually related, but maybe in this one they'll debunk it and they'll be like, "No, they're actually they're actually related," and then I'll be happy. <laughs> so right. maybe- well, it's such a throwaway line just for the audience, just to tell the audience, "Hey, just so you know, they're not related." That in this in this timeline and it's like if you're gonna take away the fact that they're not related then just have michael go after someone else like Mm -hmm. you know there's no reason to even have laurie strode in there except for the fact that jamie lee curtis is gonna bring in the box office dollars yeah exactly like oh michael myers is coming after her because she she survived when he tried to kill her before like i just i don't know i feel like i'm really hoping that in halloween kills they they actually say like oh no they are related and then you actually see her like break down on the ground or something and it's just like she's like i can't kill my own brother or something i don't know i can't i'm thinking off the top of my head here (laughs) i want to hold your breath on that one i guess we'll have to see so last question guys um why has michael myers stood the test of time and is still relevant after 40 years plus so would you like to go first or I can go first? Sure, I'll take it. Okay. Um, for me, my feeling is this. You know, Michael's kind of like we talked about. He's an enigma. We don't know a lot about him still. You know, he's been around for 40 years. He's had, what, like 12 movies, 13 movies, something like that. Um, and But we still don't know much about him except for, you know, the fact that he comes on Halloween night, he wears a white mask, and he's after his family in most of the movies. Um, so it's kind of like that other than that, we don't know much about him. And I think that people just find that fascinating. Um, and especially nowadays, you got so many people that are obsessed with, uh, serial killer documentaries and things like that. Everyone wants to know why this person did this in real life. Why, uh, you know, Dahmer was crazy. Why Ted Bundy did this. Um, you know, so, so I just think that people are fascinated by it and that's why Michael has kind of has still stood the test of time because people are still fascinated by people that do these things. So that's kind of my thoughts on it. Okay, cool. So um, I basically, I think that the plot is really simple. It's not too complicated. Um, 
I really feel like if we're just talking about the original, um, most everybody, at least, especially the, the my friends that are girls and me included, we all have been like babysitters in our lives and you always get that really spooky feeling at night after the kids are asleep. You're in a house you don't know. It's dark. The parents are not around. You're young. I think I was, I think I started babysitting when I was like 13. So like 13 to like 15 or 16. Um, it would be like the neighborhood, like I lived in like a big development and, um, I was older and, um, a lot of the families around me had like little kids. So I would be the babysitter. So I would walk to their house in the dark, mind you, this was a long time ago before the world was crazy. Um, so I would walk to the neighbor's house and I would, you know, hang out with the kids, but then around like eight o'clock, you know, you would get them into bed and they would go to sleep and you would be by yourself in this house that you don't know, you know, everything about completely dark parents aren't around. Um, you get that really spooky feeling of, you know, could something happen? And I think that's such a relatable fear for anybody, even if you're like, even if you're older and you're like house sitting or dog sitting, it's the same thing. It's that same spooky feeling of somebody could come into this house and kill me. Um, and I think that it's one of the primal fears, you know, the fear of isolation and being vulnerable. And I think that's what is so great about this film is because it plays on those emotions of these babysitters. Cause because it was originally called The Babysitter Murderers before they changed it to Halloween. So I really think, thank God they did, because it reminded me of The Babysitter's Club, and that would have not been fun. <laughs> um, so I really think that taking that primal fear of being alone in a place that you don't know, you don't know how to get, you know, from here to there. There wasn't, you know, back when I was 13 years old, we had flip phones. Like nowadays, like you can't, you're sure you can dial 911, but it's, you know, now that there's so many new safety features on iPhones and things like that and tracking things. But when you're young, you know, this was like 15 years ago that I did this. Um, we didn't have that stuff. So you're basically isolated in this home and anything could happen. You could have somebody like looking in the windows and you wouldn't even know. Um, so I think that's why I think that it's still relevant is because the fear is still there. Um, it's also the revenge plot. You have a psycho family member. The music is classic. I feel like anytime anybody hears that, they know exactly what it is. Um, Michael Myers himself, I think, is just simple. He's scary. He doesn't need a lot of like extra features. He doesn't need special effects. It's just a guy in a mechanic's outfit and a white mask on with a big ass butcher knife. Um, you know, his picture, if you see the picture, it's enough to kind of make your heart beat a little bit, whether you really like him or whether you're really scared of him. Um, or even if you don't like him at all, just seeing the figure of Michael Myers, he doesn't even need to be doing anything is enough to get people freaked out. And, um, I, I say that because I like to go to like haunted house attractions around Halloween time and they always have somebody dressed up as Michael Myers and he doesn't even need to do anything. He literally can, if you turn a corner, he's standing in that doorway with a butcher knife and you are automatically scared shitless. And I think that's why Michael Myers has stayed so relevant over the years because he's simple. The story is simple. It's about babysitting, which, um, you know, like I said, a lot of the population has done, whether you did it for kids or a house or, or, a, you know, a pet, you, there's just that fear of being alone, somebody breaking in and somebody killing you and, you know, anybody else that would come into that home. Um, so I think he will always be iconic. I think that his storyline will always uh, be remade 
I think in 20 years again, we'll see it all redone again. Um, Absolutely. You know, I really think that Halloween is just, I think of Halloween like Halloween is like way up on the top when it comes to horror films because I really feel like it is a perfect movie. And I don't really say that a lot about films, but I really feel like Halloween 1978 is a perfect film. Um, and I'm trying to think of the other film that I said was a perfect, I think Scream. I think Scream 1 is also a perfect film. Um, and that's pretty much, I don't even want to, I don't even say House of a Thousand Corpses is a perfect film because I don't think it is. I just think it's very entertaining and I really like it. But I think Halloween and the original and Scream the original are perfect films and I think that they'll stand you know withstand the test of time when it comes to those things like I said Ghostface is not as scary as Michael Myers Michael Myers will forever be like I said when you go to a haunted house and you turn a corner and you see Michael Myers standing in the doorway of that wherever you are standing in a room like you are going to be scared he doesn't even have to move and I think that's why I think this film is so good and I think and you know it does bother me a little bit sometimes um when the newer generation um says like oh Halloween is not scary and I'm like you guys have to remember the time that it was made in 1978 there were not films like this everybody was a babysitter because that's how you had your income and I was like you have to think of all the films that were being that were being made around that time this was the first one of its of its kind and I said nowadays you got way scarier films I was like do you remember when paranormal activity came out and everybody was so scared because it was the first of its kind minus Blair Witch Project but the paranormal activity the first one got more attention than the Blair Witch Project at least I think that's just my opinion so and then you kind of explained to them and they're like oh yeah and I was like imagine if you, it's 1978 and you've never seen a horror film like Halloween before and you're a babysitter because that's what you did when you were that young you would walk you wouldn't even have cell phones back then <laughs> I was like imagine how scary that is and they're like oh yeah that would make sense so I think how I think Michael Myers will always 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 be scary no matter what because I think like I said the story is simple he is simple he doesn't even really need to do much he can literally just walk behind you or stand somewhere and it's gonna scare you so I think that's why Halloween is so important and why I think it'll last for a long time yeah I think you made some great points I never really thought about the babysitters aspect before yeah. uh, but that's a that's an excellent point and that's why you know there's movies like when a stranger calls mm-hmm. you know, way back in the day uh, has to deal with a babysitter I never thought about that that's a great point yeah because if you, I just remember when I used to babysit and I would be in a house by myself and I would not know the best way to get out and god forbid something happened like what do you do and like you're basically these parents are putting the their children's lives in your hands so when I saw and I can't remember exactly when I saw the original I'm pretty sure I saw H2O before I saw the first one um but then when I went back and watched it I was like oh my god she's a babysitter I think I was I was older I was probably like 17 I wasn't babysitting anymore then but I was like oh my god I remember when I used to babysit and how scary it can be sometimes because like you hear something you don't know what it is and then you're like oh my god is there somebody outside trying to kill me um so I think that's why that's really important that people watch this film who haven't seen it I mean the younger generation at least um but yeah I was trying I always try to talk to people I'm like think about it what it would be like in that time because the majority of the of the girls girls in your neighborhood would be babysitters 
So imagine like teenage girls going to see this film in 1978 when they didn't have cell phones and they didn't have those things. And like, you know what I mean? Their parents kind of just let them walk around at night because it was safe to do that. And imagine the the fear that they would have when they would go to babysit again and be like, oh my God, Michael Myers is outside or the boogeyman's outside. So I've always thought about it that way. Yeah, back then, uh, you know, you didn't have all these tropes that, you know, Scream talks about, you know, where the killer keeps coming back, you know. You, you see Laurie stab him and you, you assume he's gone. You, you're not expecting him to sit up in the background because that didn't happen in movies back then, you know. Um, so that's why I really, I know you mentioned uh, Sidney Prescott and Scream. That's why I really love Scream, too, is just because they pay so much respect to uh, Halloween and all the horror films in general, you know, because all these all these tropes that, uh, that we have now and we've had for the last 10, 20 years, you know, they started back then. Um, so when the audiences saw it for the first time, it was like, oh, my God, I can't believe this. You know, so it's really cool that Scream was able to, uh, you know, pay homage to all that. Yeah, and it's not, I've never really thought Ghostface as being scary. Um, I can't, because you always knew that there's like a human under there just seeking revenge. But I think that's why Michael Myers, and going back to the first question you asked him, because you don't know if he's supernatural or not. Like, you're like, wait, is he? Or is he just like, is he kind of? I mean, if you forget about all the, the sequels in between, especially like with the witch's curse and everything, then you just have, you have to assume that um that he's not supernatural but like you said it's never explained you never know it never happens and i really do i really um going back to the point that you said before about how people human beings always want to know they always want to know what's going to happen they always want to know whether it be their lives or when they die like they always want to know well what's going to happen next um or what's going to happen or why did this happen like so i think that's another reason why uh, Halloween has been so popular because, like you said, we don't know who Michael Myers is. Rob Zombie kind of dabbled in it a little bit, uh, especially with more of, like, the childhood, and then it got weird in the second one. Um, but it still never explained, like, why. Maybe maybe we can ask John Carpenter. <laughs> maybe we can be like, John Carpenter... Why is he this way? What makes maybe, him this way? Maybe you can get him on your show. Oh my god, imagine. Actually, a friend, a couple friends of mine from another podcast, they just had um, Robert England on their That's podcast. Great. Yeah, I saw that. I know. And I just was on their show like a week ago or two weeks ago, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm in the same category? I was a guest too. <laughs> Awesome. Yeah, I know. They, they, I think they got some connections, um, which is very cool because those guys are great. Um, all right, so I think that's it. I feel like I had another question for you. Oh, um, how do you feel, like, what is your favorite, besides the original, um, which one is your favorite um, and which one is your least favorite of the sequels? Not the remakes, not, like, the Rob Zombie ones sure. or Halloween 2018, like, which one? Like two, three, four, five? H two O Resurrection. <laughs> uh, it'd be it'd be two. Um, yeah. I love the hospital setting. Yeah. Um, I think that's really creepy. I've been uh, scared of hospitals even. Ever, I mean, I saw that movie probably when I was I don't know seven, eight years old. Yeah. Um, went to my grandma's house when I was on cable and we didn't have cable or something <laughs> like that. But uh, um, it's always the setting has creeped me out. Um, I love the score because it's uh, you know it's got kind of an eighties synthesizer to it and mm. it just seems really epic. Um, so, um, so I love Halloween too. 
And uh, you're going to kick me off the show here when I tell you my least favorite. Uh, it's uh, H2O. No! Uh, well, the and, and the reason for that is it just it doesn't feel like a ha- I think it's a good horror movie. It just doesn't feel like a Halloween movie to me. And what I mean by that is it's set in California, not in the Midwest. True. Um, you know, it's... Uh, the cinematography, um, I think, was a little too screamy, and I love scream, but um, it just, it, it seemed like it was, you know, I've heard someone say it was like uh, Halloween is on the set of Dawson's Creek. Um, <laughs> that's so because that, so, <laughs> of the actresses so, so that are kinda, in it. <laughs> yeah, right. Michelle Williams, so Josh, Hartnett's, yeah. Josh Hartnett's girlfriend, is on Dawson's Creek. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. But uh, what's That's interesting funny. though is that I actually like the version of uh, the H2O version of Lori better than the Halloween 2018 version of Lori. I think it's more realistic yeah. that she would have trauma and become an alcoholic instead of turning into Linda Hamilton. Um, yeah. Um, even though I thought that was cool too, but I, I really liked the way uh, Lori was in H2O. Um, I just thought it was realistic that she's, you know, scared. She's just been terrified for 20 years and yeah. she develops a drinking problem. Just a like crappy mother. Um, I feel like that kind of, I thought it was a realistic version of trauma. Oh, yeah. No, I see. The thing is, I like H2O because, like I said, I think it was one of the, the earliest Halloween films that I had ever seen. So I think my favorite scene in H2O is when she's walking with the axe in her hands and you just see Michael Myers like slowly like come yeah. down. I mean, he's on a, he's coming down from a pipe. So it's like, where were you before this? Were you straddling <laughs> the pipe? Um, so I really do like that. And I really liked that she, yeah, like you said, you see a transition from her being this very scared, um, you know, in, um, in hiding pretty much alcoholic borderline trying to fight her alcoholism um and you just see her turn into this real badass and i think i think there's just so many iconic scenes that are from that film too because even the when when they meet face to face between that little peephole and like that kitchen area i just i don't know i really i really do like that film a lot um resurrection i think was the worst one out of them all i think that was the one where they're in the house or something Right with all the video yeah. cameras, that one was horrible. Yeah, it made Buster Rhymes, Kung Fu, you know, and uh, Tyra Banks. I just feel like that yeah. that film it made Michael Myers look like a, a pussy. It made him look like an idiot. It made it was stupid. Um, the whole like Buster Rhymes, Michael Myers face off was so dumb. Um, just everything about it. I just feel like when they got to Resurrection, I really feel like they were just trying to like sell to like what you were seeing around that time period which was like a lot of like boobs and stuff and horror which is what it is I understand that that's the territory with horror is you do get a lot of sex and a lot of teens and stuff but that's not Michael Myers Michael Myers doesn't do that stuff like that's not that's not a part of his films so I was really disappointed in that I don't even think I think I saw it one time and I never watched it again because it was so stupid um I just was not a fan of that one. But yeah, I think I do like how I like the original one. Um, I liked the remake of Rob Zombies, but just the first one. The second one's weird. Um, yeah. The second one's weird, like with the whole with Sherry. White Wins. horse. Yeah, I was just to say that with her, like, like him, like seeing the white horse and stuff like that was dumb. Um, but I like the uh, remake that he did um, because it, it just I mean, it. It was a little bit too gory for me, though, especially when they killed, um, what's her name that was in the, was the daughter? I forget what her name is. 
You know what I'm talking about. Yes, when they killed her and like the their intestines, like that is a little much. That was really gory. But I understand that's how Rob Zombie is. Rob Zombie's films are extremely gory, so I knew that that was gonna happen. But I really did like, um, I really liked the grittiness of that. But like I said, I I I love Rob Zombie. Um, but I don't think I have any more questions for you. Um, all right, Nick, why don't you tell the people where they can find you? Sure. Um, so I have a YouTube channel. It's called uh, Nick Pushes Horror Channel. Original, I, original, I know. Um, but Push is spelled P-U-S-C-H. Um, usually, if you just search for Nick Push P-U-S-C-H, um, it should pop right up. Um, started it maybe eight months ago. Like I said, um, when I just needed an outlet to talk about horror and kind of slowly, uh, slowly expanding. Um, I I want to talk about all kinds of different things. Yet I just keep making halloween videos for some reason because i you know wake up in the morning and i'm like man i need to talk about this subject yeah. so i'm gonna make a video you know um so i can't wait to kind of branch off into uh some new subjects here um in the near future um but like i said it's just so fun to talk about horror movies uh, with you and with everyone mm. so uh, i love uh reading people's comments even the bad ones you know it's uh it happens uh, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it happens, you know, one of, you know, some people just are trolls and don't want to put themselves out there, that's fine, you can't take it personally, mm. um, but it's just nice to be able to, uh, to have an outlet to uh, talk about something we love. Yeah, absolutely, I agree, and it's, it's nice though, a lot of the people that you will meet, and I've said this multiple times, in the horror family, in the horror community, everybody is the nicest people that you could ever meet, um, and then when you kind of branch out, they kind of start to get a little trolly. Um, but for the most part, every single person I've come in contact with within the horror community have always been really cool. Um, because I really think that people who like horror, who really do like horror and make content related to horror, they're just good people in general. And I, you know, I've been just like I fight the stigma of mental illness. I continue to fight for the stigma against horror films because I really feel like a lot of people kind of just like think we're nuts. Um, but in reality, like we're just normal people. We just like these kinds of films and that's just how it is. Also, um, I will be um, linking all of, uh, I will be linking Nick's Twitter and also his um, YouTube channel in the show notes um, so you guys can definitely go find him. He has a lot of cool videos on Halloween um, and definitely subscribe to his channel. And Nick, I want to thank you so much for being on the show. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for having me. It was it was fun. Um, awesome. Fun to hear different perspectives yeah. and uh, kind of talk through things uh, and just, you um, just be able to talk about stuff like this is, is great. Yeah, so when Halloween Kills eventually does come out, we'll have to have you back on the show so that we can talk about it and then we can discuss it. So we'll plan for that in the future whenever it actually does come out. Who knows? We can Sounds, go to the <laughs> when we can happen. actually go to the movies again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, Nick, well, you stay safe yeah. out there. I'll talk to you soon, okay? All right, thanks. You too, Crystal. Mm-hmm. Take care. All right, guys, thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Horror Nights in Podcast with me, your one and only host, Crystal, and of course, Roxy, and of course, Nick. So if you enjoyed this episode, go listen to another one, binge it out, leave me a review, and have the best week wherever you are. And whatever you do, remember to always give your honest and horrific opinion no matter what. And remember, you are never alone with dealing with your mental health. I also just want to give another huge shout out to Nick for being on the show. Make sure you guys follow his social media, which is going to be linked in the the show notes below and stay safe guys talk to you soon welcome to horror nights in podcast
Uh-huh. What's your favorite scary movie? 